What in the world is a covenant? We'll find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. The word covenant is one of those words you find in the Bible and in a lot of religious conversations. Covenant is another word for contract. And on this episode and in the next 13 episodes, we're going to look at the theme of covenants found throughout the Bible. You're watching Inverse. My name is Justin Kim. And in the studio, we have Jonathan, Sebastian, and Callie. And I want to say hello to them. Hi. Hello, hello. Aloha. Oh, hello, hello. We are in a new uh, uh, topic yes. arc, topic uh, section. A new. We're in a new world. <laughs> yes. We're looking yes. at covenants. When, when you think of covenants, what's automatically, what comes out first in your mind? What pops? Out. Marriage. Marriage yeah. covenant. It's a okay. covenant relationship. Okay. Okay. Commitment right. is a word that comes to my mind. Commitment. Yeah. Commitment, Kelly? Confusion. Confusion. <laughs> oh. Confusion. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I think of a lot of all, you know, the horror flicks, and there's always covenants and weird promises that you make with whatever. So we're not going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to get into what the Bible, and you, yes. you're most likely familiar with Old Covenant and New Covenant, mm-hmm. and we're going to look at this theme that we find throughout Scripture, and there's a lot of confusion when it comes to the Old Covenant and New Covenant. Some people think it's the same as the Old Testament and the New Testament. Perhaps you're familiar with that. And they think that the Old Testament has been done away with the old part of the Bible, and now we have the new part. And everyone likes the new part. But we're going to look at how the old and new are not different, but they actually are reflections of the same. So, Sebastian, if you can pray for us, and then we're going to dive into Scripture right after. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are beginning this journey to discuss something that has been decided in eternity past. It's very close to your heart, and yet it is one of the most misunderstood concepts in your word. Mm -hmm. So Lord, we dare not approach this subject, which is too wonderful for us, without first inviting your spirit to guide us into all truth. May the one that inspired the Bible inspire us, even as we speak now, is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, let's go to Isaiah chapter 24. Isaiah chapter 24. For those of you who are watching out there, we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and you can download our inverse Bible study guides there. And especially for the topic of the covenants, you will want to download Decoding the Covenants, which is a 13-week Bible study guide on the topic of the covenants. Um, And for this lesson, we're going to go to chapter 24, 25, 26, and 27. But for a lack of time, we're not going to read all four chapters chapters. We're going to read verses (laughs) 5 and 6. And Jonathan, if you can, well, let's pick up from verse 4 and we'll we'll go forward. Isaiah 24 verse 4 says, The earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth languish. The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, the curse has devoured the earth, and those who dwell in it are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. Okay, it's heavy, 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 mm. heavy. 
yeah. Yeah, throughout that chapter, you see just this earth, 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 uh, even starting from verse 1, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord's Lord's talking to the earth. It's very interesting that the Lord enters, it is into a, it is what they call a everlasting covenant mm-hmm. with the entire earth, with the entire universe. Mm-hmm. In other words, the Lord has a relationship with everything and everyone around Him. Yes. Uh, and this is a, a, a reflection of that. But what has happened to that relationship, that, that everlasting covenant? Something happened to this ideal covenant, ideal promise. Well, what happens? Well, we realize that this covenant, as he says in verse 5, that the Bible says they broken, they have broken the everlasting covenant. Mm-hmm. So the earth is mourning in verse 4. It fades away. The world languishes and fades away. People are perishing. The earth is defiled. This is all reflective of the fact that this covenant has been broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to show that even in business, you know, as a businessman, you realize that the transgression or the breaking of a contract or an agreement is a substantial issue. The collateral damage is a lot farther than what people think when they're actually committing the violation. Mm -hmm. So they didn't pay on time, they didn't do this, so it's like, well, you don't pay your electric company, you you broke their contract, now they're cutting off your power, which is affecting the ability of your food to stay cold, like, you know, hot water in the shower, and it's it's a lot more, there's a lot more implications than you could perceive than just saying, oh, I'm gonna pay a couple days later. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that God is really trying to bring this picture here in Isaiah. You thought this was small, eating this fruit, you know, using Adam, which we're going to get to in a little bit more. When you ate that fruit, you were transgressing this covenant. Mm -hmm. And that breaking of that covenant has led to an immense amount of problem and woe on the world as yeah, a result. Yeah, covenant and contract, those are the terms that the Bible uses, but they can kind of sound a little dry sometimes. Yes. But these are just the terms of the relationship yes. uh, and just having just the, 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 the interaction between the two parties is what's been broken. Yes. And that's been broken by sin is, is another word that people throw around as mm-hmm. a broken relationship. Jonathan? Um, one thing that I think is very interesting, and you said it, that uh, this covenant, the everlasting covenant, God God made this with, you know, the whole world, the whole universe. Mm-hmm. And this teaches us something really crucial about the character of God. It means that God has an interest in his creation. Mm. He's not this God who, you know, as some people uh, say, you know, he, he created, but then he left it alone. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He is crucially interested. He's, he's, he's into the details. He wants to be part of our existence. Mm-hmm. And so he has made this commitment, this covenant with, with, with creation, mm-hmm. which shows us that he's a God of love, a God who cares, who God who wants to be present with us mm-hmm. and who's deeply affected when this covenant is broken or if it's, you know, uh, if there's an issue. There. Mm-hmm. So Very insightful, Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were told that a lot of people in the first world are part of this paradigm, as you mentioned. They're yes. ideas. They believe that God, they believe in God. Mm-hmm. They believe God God made everything. They believe that God good exists, but that's it. And so right. it's just up to us to do whatever we got to do. And there's mm. zero connection. And this this relationship or a covenant is a foreign idea. Right. And you don't find this in the Old or New Testaments. Yeah. Mm. Um, Kelly, how's it going? Good. Okay. All right. Oh, I just want to make sure that. Uh, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, let's let's go forward. And now, because of, of sin, yes. God has entered into a subset of, of a relationship called what we call the covenant of grace. Yes, yes, correct. And little vignettes of this covenant of grace is found throughout the the Old Testament, yes. throughout the Bible. So let's go through some of them. Um, let's where should we go? Let's go to Genesis, Genesis three fifteen. Yes. Yeah, Genesis three fifteen. If I can just give. A quick comment as we, as we get uh, to the scripture in Genesis 3. Uh, when you think about it, 
everything that God does is a reflection of his character, mm. right? So the everlasting covenant is this general commitment to creation that God has. But as we're going to look at now, these, these sub-covenants that mm. are throughout the Bible, they always uh, uh, give us light, shed light on this everlasting covenant. They mm -hmm. give us more information about it because it reveals, us, it reveals more about his character. So God will not contradict himself. Mm -hmm. he, he, whatever we learn now, all goes together and points to the same everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. It's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's very cool how these covenants that are given to individuals throughout history, they kind of build up on yes. each other and you have this crescendo yeah, and it comes to an apex to a certain man. I wonder who that man might be, but it, it's going to <laughs> this, this, this apex. So let's go to Genesis 3.15 sure. and Callie, if you can read that for us. Yes, just verse 15. Yeah, right. please. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Okay, mm. what does this, what is, what, what promise is this? So this is, you know, the proto-evangelion, right? The, the very first okay, time okay. the gospel and, okay. preached. Whoa. Whoa. I had to break it out on y'all, you know, okay. put some respect on my name. So anyway, <laughs> so this is the first time that... Talk somehow. <laughs> Go ahead, proto-evangelion. So this is the first time that the gospel is preached preached mm -hmm. to a sinner. Mm. And in this very sense, God is essentially showing that the covenant that he had with Adam and Eve, he's responding to their covenant unfaithfulness by saying, I'm going to be even more faithful with my side of the covenant, hmm. right? So I'm still going to find a way to keep my faithful to my covenant, even though you violated. Right. And that's just very odd. There is no person in any situation that says you violated our covenant, our arrangement, and I'm going to respond I'll with greater it. faithfulness. Mm. Yes. And I'm going to find a way to still keep my side, even though you messed it up. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. And of course, you know, in future episodes, we're going to look at exactly what's contained in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is seeded here in Genesis 3.15, mm -hmm. right. which is God is saying, I'm going to do something for you that mm -hmm. you cannot do for yourself. And I like that where you say it's seeded in there. And in verse oh, 15, you, saw what you I there. Seed. Okay, okay. <laughs> Coco Evangelion. Yes. All right. Yes. John, yeah, if we can just break down the, the verse real yep. quick. You know, God is promising here. He's actually speaking to Satan. He's saying, I will put enmity between you, mm -hmm. Satan, mm -hmm. and the woman, uh, you know, Eve, and between your seed, so everyone who follows in, 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 in what Satan desires and wants to do and all, all sin, mm -hmm. and, uh, and her seed, so all the, um, not, just, not just the descendants of, of Eve, but it says, is a capital S here, this is talking about... Um, you know, the, this Messiah. Future this, messianic future promise. Future messianic promise, right? Seed as in singular. Yeah, singular. And he shall bruise your head, so there will be a destruction of Satan, and you shall bruise his heel, meaning that there will be, that, that this messianic figure will be affected by this. But as you said so, so eloquently, is that God himself now, even though we broke the covenant, is saying, I'm going to do everything I can to restore it. So you had a, a relationship here, party A, party B, totally in sync, but there's been a, a, a break, a cleavage yes. in that relationship. Yes. And rather than one person receiving all the negative repercussions of that contract, yes. one person is going to try, the other party is going to try other ways to restore and to, and to bring it back again. This, yes. is, this is really the gospel story, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. To r bring that rift back together. And we see that first promise 
promise found in Genesis chapter 3. And, and look at the, the thing, Justin, if I may. Yeah. You're, you're looking at the fact that God is promising to put something that is no longer there. Yes. So clearly in God's original covenant with Adam, there, this promise, this covenant of grace that's coming in because the covenant was violated, the everlasting covenant was violated. This covenant of grace is essentially saying to Adam, originally my plan, the original covenant we had, there was no need for me to put this enmity. Right. It was naturally there. And it, it, it draws us to reflect on our own condition as sinners. Mm -hmm. The recognition that I cannot produce a hatred. I cannot produce a resistance to the devil. The devil and I naturally agree now because of the violation of this covenant. Mm -hmm. And that's a scary idea, but that is what's uh, beautiful about this covenant of grace is that God is going to somehow find a way to bring us back around to that original place. Mm -hmm. Now we see here in Genesis 3.15 that God started something. Now he's just not going to leave it there. It's not going to progress and it's going to accelerate and it's going to get bigger and bigger through Noah and Abraham. We're going to go through each of those verses after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. Well, let's go to Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9, and we're going to continue. So we got our first uh, connect the dot situation going on. We've got the first one in Genesis 3.15. We're going to connect to Genesis 9 and verse 16. And Jonathan, you can read that. Sure. It says here, The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. Okay, so we see the, the first mention of covenant language in the Garden of Eden after the fall. But now we have, after the flood, we have this continuing of this, this promise is reminded again. What's going on, on here? Kelly. Yeah, so he's, he's pointing back to the covenant, again, that's already established because of the word everlasting, mm. right? So as we'll continue, we'll continue to unpack this, but it is, it is one covenant, mm -hmm. right? And it's just different revealings of that throughout. But I love the timing of God right here mm. because, you know, um, lots of the world was just destroyed yes. through the flood. And it looks like God gave up on the covenant. <laughs> yeah, most of the world. Yeah, yeah. And so it looks like if this... If, if there was a time that God was like, okay, this is my signal that I've given up and I'm out, it would be this time. <laughs> but after this, this apparent appearance, he gives the rainbow and he says, this is a sign to remember always mm -hmm. that I am faithful in this. Mm -hmm. I am pledging my faithfulness no matter what you do, et cetera, et cetera. And so to me, it's, it's a blessing to see that I, as a personal application of these times that, you know, when it looks like I, I merit really the unfaithfulness of God. Mm. If anything, I merit, that's what I merit. Mm -hmm. um, but in those times, God's like, no, no, no I'm, I'm still faithful. Mm -hmm. And these are the reminders. Mm -hmm. It's like in any human relationship, I can yeah. just uh, maybe reflect even on my marriage with my wife. There are temptations that there are high points in our marriage and there are low points as mm -hmm. there are in every marriage. Yes. And in the low points, there are times where like, hey, let, 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 let me do something to merit love because mm -hmm. this is a low point. Let's do some healing. And it, we need to come to a point where it's a heart to heart and like look we have the love as a foundation we don't need merit but it is a temptation to think yes. so we use 
gifts to to compensate or yeah. and and you can use gifts as an expression of love as as well right. yes. just like the covenants you know you can mm -hmm. anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. <laughs> yes but it's that that motive not the gift itself but the motive behind it yes. mm -hmm. that 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 can be a different twinge on on the meaning of, of yes. the gift and you're you're driving at the very point that how you react to what God is trying to do mm. is critical to this experience yeah. mm -hmm. so how do Adam and Eve react to this promise yes and now with Noah how does Noah react yeah. to this because what we're going to see is that in chapter 10 you you get the the um, Tower of Babel they're building this tower because they don't believe God is going to keep his side of the covenant mm -hmm. and not yeah. destroy all flesh mm -hmm. so we need this tower just in case mm -hmm. yeah. so you're seeing again the reaction to that and that the same action of giving a gift and giving love and showing affection can come from the wrong direction, mm -hmm. right? Even though, like you said, it's like, well, me getting a gift from my wife, there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually a positive thing. Yeah, right. Right. But if your wife looks at it and says, well, you're just doing this for outward compliance, right, right. not because in your heart, you want to restore this broken covenant or moment in our marriage where things are a little bit rocky. Yeah. It's like, well, how do I palliate this thing rather than say sorry yeah, and then yeah. say, okay, spot on, spot let's on, get back yeah, up on. and keep so I appreciate that, that comment that this is, these are weak points in hum humanity's history mm -hmm. and God intervenes with the two characters of, of Adam and Noah. Yes. Let's progress to our next one. Let's go to Genesis 15. Genesis 15. And we go to our next major, major character. I just want to point picture. something out as we go that yep. we haven't really gone that far. Mm -hmm. And just to show how how saturated scripture is with the idea of covenant. Mm. We're not picking up three Bible verses and basing our entire theology on these three random verses, but like mm -hmm. covenant <laughs> language is throughout scripture, even from mm -hmm. the beginning. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. Smashing, can you read from verses one through six there, please? Yes. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Mm. Okay, so verse 6 is very, very powerful right. yes. that God gave him a promise. There's no evidence of it. There's no possibility of it. There's no human contrivance of it. But here Abraham says, Oh, if you said it, I believe. And the irony is it's kind of this kind of what the chicken or the egg here, but so he believes and God promises him descendants, right? Mm -hmm. But not only biological descendants, although he does promise mm -hmm. that, but also a whole slew of people who will believe God and then it'll be counted unto them for righteousness, yes. right? People who have children who have this, this, this faith in them. Yes. And that promise is reiterated. Go to Sebastian, you can also read verse 18. For yes. Chapter 15, verse 18. It says, on the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying to your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river the river Euphrates and then it mentioned all of the yites and the and then whatever's there so so connect this so it's kind of 
it, it, um, we're not seeing very clearly, Jonathan. So we have Adam and Eve, they just fell, and God's like, don't worry, we're going to create enmity, and you're going you're gonna to like me, and we're, you're not going to like evil. And then, mm -hmm. and then Noah and all, everyone's gone. People, hey, we're the everlasting covenant. I'm still yes. with you guys. Right. And then Abraham, I'm going to give you a lot of kids. So how, how <laughs> what? How do, how do the three happen here? So God is now establishing through, throughout uh, history, which is his story, mm -hmm. right? Uh -huh. He is develop he's establishing the, the foundation um, uh, and the environment for the Messiah to appear. So okay. he needs uh, a lineage that is faithful to God, that is exemplifying, you know, the, what, what it means to live in covenant with him mm. for that seed that he promised in Genesis to then appear. Boom. And that is a beautiful, <laughs> yes. I mean, there's so much we could lo look into mm. here. But God is promising himself to make this possible. In fact, in this chapter, uh, God makes this very interesting ritual with Abraham where he's, uh, you know, in, in a vision. Uh, well, he talks to him in a vision, but then they make this ritual where they cut up these animals mm. uh, as a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, God himself walks through those cut up animals, which is uh, signifying that God is pledging his life himself to the keeping of this covenant, it, when in fact it should have been, from a human perspective, Abraham. But again, it's just reiterating what we saw in Noah, what we saw in Genesis. God is making sure this covenant is being kept. And this is, this is to me mm -hmm. the, the recurring theme yes. like Ali brought uh, uh, Cali, out, which is the fact that every single time humanity yes. is struggling to walk and continue in God's covenant, mm. he appears to reiterate again. Mm. Yes. So Hostily. here is Abram, you know, sitting here struggling like, well, Lord, you know, what am I gonna get? I don't have a child. Mm -hmm. Eleazar is my heir. What are we gonna do? And God's like, look, <laughs> go look to the stars. It's gonna come from your own body, et cetera, et cetera. And every single time you see at your low point, God is reiterating something, mm. why? And the reason why God chooses these low points is because at the heart of his covenant is not about what you're going to do. It's about what I'm going to do mm -hmm. and your willingness to accept and believe it. And that's what we find in Genesis 15. Mm -hmm. Just believe yes. that I'm going to keep faithful to what I said I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to count that to you as you kept your part of the covenant. That's mm -hmm. right. You are now righteous. And I mean, that is powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Just for me to say, I believe you're going to accomplish in me what you promised that you're going to do. And God's like, all right, you kept your part of the covenant. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I'm going to push forward, and because we want to connect all the dots here, and we want mm -hmm. to get to the crescendo uh, of the apex. Yes. Let's go to Deuteronomy 4. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 4, verse 13. And then the Bible reads, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 13. So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform the Ten Commandments. And he wrote them on two tables of stone. And the Lord commanded me at the time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. So we see here that the Ten Commandments themselves mm -hmm. are also this, this, this lineage. And I, yes. I love that word, lineage uh -oh. of, uh, of, of covenants. Um, back a long time ago, Kat, a long, long, long time ago, there was something, these things called credit cards, where you didn't oh. put them through a reader, uh -huh. but you put them over in a little right. thing. Scanner thing. You've seen the museums. Yeah, the. Right, there you go. Yeah. For those of you who may be familiar, you can look it on Wikipedia, whatnot. But you had something called carbon copy paper, of oh. which emails, CC and BCC, get their wording for. I actually had no idea from. what those meant for a long time. It's, uh, you know, black paper, orange, and pink or yellow, pink, pink, and you yep. put them over, and. And you, you do this thing, what happens is you have three copies from a one 
And what happens is God is, has the conditions of the relationship spelled out in the Ten Commandments, yes. and he gives humanity one copy, and he gives us one copy, or he, he gives one copy in a sense, in a sense, right. and then both have conditions of, of this relationship. Yes. Mm. Now, this is what's powerful. Some people understand these Ten Commandments to be Ten Laws, and like, oh, thou shalt not lie. Oh, I can't lie, I can't lie. Oh, mm -hmm. oh I lied, I guess I sinned, sorry. You know, we do that. Right. Or other people take that as, ah, this is what Jesus will, uh, will work in me mm -hmm. that God has, has promised from a long time ago so that mm -hmm. you do something in me where I won't be able to lie anymore. Correct. And that kind of change of thinking is the battle between the old and the new covenant experiences. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Now, uh, Kelly. I just said amen. Oh, amen. Amen, 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 amen. <laughs> now, let's go keep going, keep going to Isaiah 42. And I, I, I'm, I'm pushing us because I want to get to a particular man and found in the Bible. <laughs> uh, chapter 40, 42, verse 6 and 7. Verse 6 and 7. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand, will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. So here, God promised to give his covenant, and this covenant, is it or a person, mm -hmm. uh, we don't really, it's kind of unclear. It? He's, he's light, and he's, he's opening blind eyes, yes. and he's going, who, who is this man? That's right. Behold so, the man. Behold, behold. And who is this? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Right. Because you see this, this very statement is quoted in the Gospel of mm. Matthew regarding Christ and his birth. And it says, mm. oh, behold, a light to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. He's this quoting one. Isaiah mm -hmm. to talk about Christ. Mm -hmm. So here he's, he's showing that from the very time of Adam and that seed being promised and what God's going to yes. do, Jesus is the fulfillment of God's yes. promise on his yes. side of the covenant. Yes, 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 yes. That is the covenant. This is what I promised to do. And he is what it's going to look like when he has fulfilled that covenant in us. Yes. So Christ is essentially both aspects of the covenant. He's our aspect. He's God's aspect. Which is, and it's all fulfilled in one Which is really person. beautiful because it shows us that in the Old Testament, every covenant expression that we see from God always points to the Messiah yeah. and points to the fact that even in New Testament times, it's the same covenant. Mm. The covenant does not change. It's, and we're going to talk about this later on. Mm -hmm. It's the experience with the covenant that is, can be different. But God's covenant is essentially always the same, always pointing to Jesus as the fulfillment. Yeah. And as time progressed, God's revealed more and more about this beautiful yes. covenant. And, yes. love. and I think the further beauty is in this covenant, you have good stuff and you have bad stuff. Yes. Yeah. And all this good stuff, we get to be recipients if we partake in yes. this covenant. Mm -hmm. But then there, if we break this covenant, there's all these bad stuff. There's the curses and there's the punishments. Mm -hmm. And Jesus takes on those curses on our behalf. I mean, he died on our behalf and he didn't just kind of sleep temporarily for three days and pop back upstairs. Right. He actually, upstairs, packed outside, <laughs> he actually died the second death. Yes. He took on the covenant curses. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but this is a big theme in scripture and you should be like, what? What's going on? And I don't get this. That's great because then you need to watch episode two, get into the Bible study. Uh, 
uh, found on inversebible.org on the covenants. We want to really encourage you, stick with this Bible study. It'll blow your mind. You will have brain on the walls to see how good God is. <laughs> My natural reaction is, I want to be part of this covenant. Yes. Amen. And I want Jesus to work in me all that he has to work in me and praise the Lord that he takes on all the curses and all the negative things and praise the Lord this happened from time beginning and it'll continue on as the everlasting covenant. Hopefully that's your prayer. I know that's ours. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week as we continue this powerful study on the topic of the local covenants found in the Old Testament and the New Testament. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.